This is the Making Millionaires Podcast, a realistic, no BS approach to effective and profitable investing. Everything from options trading to real estate. Once I'm done with you, you'll be itching to tell your boss to take a hike. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get in your face about the real way to make money and change your family tree. It's time to start thinking like a winner. So buckle up, sugar cup. It's about to get real. Hey y'all, what's going on? This is Andrew from the Options Millionaire Community, and you're listening to the Making Millionaires Podcast. Thanks again for taking the time out of your busy day to sit with me, learn a little bit more about how to sharpen your ex, hone your edge, and change your family tree. There are very few certainties in the investing world. Everything is a hypothesis, a thesis, subject to interpretation, very erratic, but there are a few things in investing that are certainties, one of which is taking losses. Not just one loss, but several losses. Loss after loss after loss. You think you're firing all cylinders, you get a little cocky, and for one reason or another, you just start taking losses. You can't get anything right. You go 10, 14, 15, 16, 20 trades in a row losing. It happens to everybody. It will happen to you. It's an absolute certainty that you will take a string of losses. And there's two sides to that coin. The bad news is that, yes, you will take a string of losses. The good news is that it's completely up to you on how to handle those losses. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to deal with these string of losses and become a better trader because of it. And before we can actually get into that discussion, you just need to kind of tune in to yourself. Let me get a little coffee. Delicious. And before you can really learn how to deal with these losses, you first have to understand that it's dependent on you as a trader. Investing as a whole, we've talked about this a million times in prior episodes in the YouTube channel, the Discord, but trading is a mental game. It is an absolute representation of who you are, your 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 mind, la cabeza, your headspace. Trading is so incredibly easy if you just take out the human element and just look at it on paper. The price goes up, you take calls, or you buy the stock. The price goes down, you take puts, or you short the stock. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. You're in a call and the price starts going down, simple. Just close out the call and buy a put. It's not that difficult. Where it starts to become difficult is when we start injecting the human element. When you start injecting false hope, when you start injecting gambling, when you start injecting emotions, revenge trading, ego, all this kind of stuff, lack of preparation, inexperience, ignorance, arrogance, all this stuff, pride, you start injecting all these elements of the human of the human mind and it starts to make things a lot more difficult. You start playing games yourself. Yeah, I took calls, but the price is going down, but I just need to hold on because the second I close this call, it's going to bounce and go back up and I'm going to be upset and I'm going to have made money and blah, 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 and so this and so this and it's a bunch of nonsense. Trading on paper is actually pretty easy. It's just like I said, it's, it's us that make it much more complicated than it needs to be. How you, but how you handle these losses that you face will define who you are as a trader. There's that line in that movie, Wolf of Wall Street, although you know, they, he applies differently, obviously, but I still like the, you know, the saying, is that I don't want people to judge me on my winners, but I want people to judge me on my losers because I have so few. Now, obviously, that, that's a joke, but uh, I mean, that, that you, want pe- you want to judge your system. You want to interpret your system. You want to look at your system by the losses that you take. Case in point, I have four different categories. When I do my quarterly trades, when I log my trades, and I do my analysis on the end of the quarter or the month, whatever it is, there are four categories that I want to place my trades into. The top one is big wins. I want one to three, one, two, or three big wins a quarter. 
And that's really arbitrary. It depends on you on how to figure out what a big win is. The second category is small wins, of which I want a lot. I'm talking 5 to 10 to 15% wins, 20% wins, a whole bunch of those. The third category is small losses. I want quite a few of those. Why do I want quite a few of those? That kind of seems counterintuitive. Why do you want a lot of small losses? Well, because I am accepting of the fact that I will take losses. It's inevitable. So the whole emphasis there is that I want to keep them small. So small losses, I want a lot of those. The fourth category is big losses. I want zero, zilch, none. Does it always happen? No, but the big losses has to be zero. There is no excuse to take a large drawdown on your account. You're either taking on too much risk or you're not putting it in or you're not putting in a bunch of risk mitigation measures in order to keep the big losses from happening. And that is on you. So how you start to handle these losses defines you as a trader. You could spend six, seven, eight months, years building up a beautiful account, doing everything well, and all it takes is one bad trade or one bad day and it's all gone. Zero zilch. It goes to zero. A million dollars can go to zero just as quickly as $10,000 if improperly positioned. Options trading in general is very difficult, and if you overexpose yourself and you don't put in measures, I mean, one day can wipe you out. It doesn't matter how long or many years or how much experience you have, one misstep and you're done. So you want to be proactive. Uh, You want to be proactive in these measures and and looking for losses and being ready for it. You can't be reactive. Uh, If you mean, look look at a homesteader, somebody who lives off the land, who's off the grid, uh, you know, who's got a cabin way deep in the Alaskan mountains or the Montana hills or whatever like that, or Montana mountains, they don't wait until wintertime to start chopping wood. They're preparing for wintertime in the summer, in the spring. They're chopping wood. They're planting hay so they could feed their cattle and their, and their livestock during the wintertime. They're chopping wood so they could burn and stay warm during the winter. They're preparing for wintertime in the summer. Me as a pilot, I've said it a billion times, I'm a pilot. You know that. I'm a military pilot. 95% of my training throughout the years that I spent in training is about emergency preparation, not about flying the aircraft. It's very easy, actually, to learn how to fly an aircraft. It doesn't take very long to be proficient in flying an aircraft. And then after you learn how to fly the aircraft, it's all right. What happens if we're at 10,000 feet and the engine blows out? What happens if you get shot down? What happens if you have a misfire and you pull the trigger to fire a missile and it stays on your wing? What happens if this? What happens if that? All of these things are emergency preparation. If you're in trading, what happens if you are on the wrong side of a trade in a very big way? What happens if you overposition yourself and you need to get out of a trade? What happens if you are in a substantial long dated put and the market goes up 300 points? What do you do when all this stuff happens? What happens if you misread the market? What happens if you are wrong? And that, I hope, stings you a little bit. It's very difficult to look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm wrong especially in this egocentric investing world where the bulls versus bears and you're an idiot because you think it's bullish and you're an idiot because you don't see this bear flag. You're an idiot because you don't see this bull pennant. What happens if you're just wrong? If you are bearish and the market goes up and you have to say, hey, I was too bearish. What happens if the market goes down and you think and you were too bullish? You have to feel that sting and you must prepare for that. You need to learn how to defend. You need to learn how to execute. You need to learn how to get out of positions. You need to learn how to hedge. You need to learn how to read the market better. And it's not easy. It's definitely not easy. All of this is easier said than done, but it takes experience. It takes building mental fortitude. It takes self-control. It takes discipline, just like any other craft that you want to be proficient at. Investing is not only not different from all those other crafts, but I think, in pers- personally, investing is the hardest thing you can ever do because it's inherently erratic. It's inherently unpredictable, and we are trying to be perfect on something that's impossible to become perfect at. A losing streak in investing is one of the most frustrating things you can ever experience. It feels like you are an absolute idiot. 
It feels like you are an infant trying to do an adult's job. It feels awful. But I'm going to give you a couple of rules that can help you avoid the big losses in the future that help you notice when this is happening and save your account so you can continue to prosper once the losing streak is over because the night is dark is just before the dawn. And right when you're in that losing streak, if you could learn to identify and take measures to stop the bleeding and get out, then you could start to right the ship and get back on the winning streaks. And hopefully you haven't lost that much and then you can just go onward and upward. What you want to do is take four steps forward, one step back, four steps forward, two steps back, four steps forward, one step back over and over and over again. Eventually you're a hundred steps ahead, not one step forward, 16 steps back like some other you jabronis do. So with all that said, I'm going to give you 10 rules to help you identify, manage, and stop losing streaks. So get out your pen and paper. Number one, in my opinion, the most important one, stop the bleeding. If you're in a situation where you're holding on a position and your emotions are wrecked and you're like, please, God, just just reverse this in my direction. Please, just let me get back to break even. And you're holding on a position. And, or say if you're in a put and the market's going up, like one of those low volume grind up days where it just never stops going up and you're, st- you're, you're aggravated and you're on edge and you're snapping at your family because you're just in the stupid put, just stop the bleeding. Just cut the position, close everything out, and just take a step back. Just stop the bleeding, stop the negatives, stop the, the red number getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and be done with it. You'll, all, you'll immediately feel a little pressure off your shoulders. You'll immediately feel a li- at least a little bit better, and you can start to think a little clearly. And that kind of ties into the second rule. Rule number two, don't make it worse, i.e. revenge trading, doubling down, dollar cost averaging down, etc., etc. Don't make it worse. You know what's worse than losing $1,000? Losing $10,000. You know what's lo- worse than losing 10% of your account? losing 30% of your account. And now you feel really stupid because you knew you shouldn't have taken that trade. Don't make it worse. Rule number three, take a break. Just take a break. Step back from the markets. The market will always be there. There will always be other opportunities. There will always be other trend days. There will always be other moves. Just take a break. And the amount of loss that you sustained on the first trade there or on the losing streak in general, will determine how long you need to take a break. If you took a huge substantial loss, then you probably need to take a little bit of time off just to kind of get your mind straight, come back, deal with the stress, grieve, go through the stages of grief, you know, anger, acceptance, all that kind of crap, and then come back refreshed. You'll come back to the charts with a little bit better head. You'll come back to the charts and try to see things a little bit more clear because uh, you've kind of taken some step back and you're not sit there in the throes of that battle and feeling the fog of war. So I promise you, just take a step back there and it'll it'll do you a lot of good. Number four, come back refreshed. And that's key. So once you take all that time off, you come back, you're going to feel a lot better. You're going to feel refreshed. You're going to feel, yeah, you're still going to feel, you have that little sting when you open up your broker back up for the first time and you see your balance is way lower than it used to be. And But you're not going to be sitting there freaking out, trying to jump back into trades. You're going to be a little bit more level-headed. Your emotions aren't going to be there. So come back refreshed. Number five, when you do start trading back, start small. I mean, small. Whatever position size you normally use, cut it by 75%. I'm talking micro positions. This will allow you to start taking trades, to start getting back in the habit pattern, starting to be able to see setups without having to have the fear in your mind because you're still in loss phase. It's all about imagining your mind. Your mind is still in protection mode, emergency flight, Fight or flight where you're, you're fearful of taking trades. You're fearful of seeing that number again. Please, I don't want to see a big red number again. So you have to go small. And this is going to allow you to kind of 
get the execution going, get the habit patterns back down so you can start getting back into the swing of things. And that goes on to point number six. And if you've noticed, all these rules are building on one another and it's intentional because every rule builds on the next one and they flow into each other. So the next rule is rebuild confidence. The whole point here is not necessarily to make your money back. It's not necessarily to be profitable. It's to start rebuilding your confidence. That's why I want you to go with micro positions. You want to start rebuilding your habit patterns, rebuilding your confidence. You want to get your confidence back up. Hey, I can actually do this. Hey, I just went to I just went through a little bit of a drawdown. It happens to everybody. I just went through a little bit of a loss. No big deal. I'm still a good trader. I still know what I'm doing. I've just proven it because I've taken 10 trades that are green in a row, although very small. I barely made any money, but I've still taken 10 green trades in a row. They're executed properly. I could still do this rebuild your confidence. That is the number one goal after losing streak because you have to rebuild yourself back up. Uh, number seven, slowly step up the position sizing. Once you've completed step number six, which is rebuild the confidence, step number seven is slowly build up position sizing. I mean, slowly. Don't go from, all right, I'm good to go right back into what you did. You need to rebuild into things. All right, I'm, you know, I used to take 10% position sizing. All right, well, now I'm doing 1% or half a percent, half a percent, half a percent. I've rebuilt my confidence. Okay, well, now I'm going to go up to like a percent and a half, 2%. I'm going to ease into things just so you don't have a huge flashback and things are right back to where they were. So because just just like you took that one losing streak, eventually you're going to hit another losing streak and you got to ease back into things. Once again, once again, moving the needle back to normal. Number eight. Once you are back in the rhythm of things, once you are taking those trades and you've got your confidence back and you're almost back to normal and you're doing all this, you want to start to put fail safes in place to keep you from making the same mistakes. And this is your briefing, your debriefing. Once you've kind of figured out the problem, because you can't really take notes until you figure out what went wrong. So you put steps in place. You figured out what's going on here. You're like, okay, I was too bearish on a bull market. I was too bullish in a bearish market. I was, you know, following stupid pennant flags when I'm not looking VPA, whatever it is. Once you figured out the problem and you righted the ship, now you need to start writing down notes. What went wrong? Start to tailor your old rules. Maybe their old rules weren't good enough. Make new rules, put new processes in place, start to put fail safes in place. All right, I'm going to put a stop loss on this one. I'm not going to trade past 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'm not going to double dollar cost average on options. I'm not going to trade during FOMC, whatever it is, whatever caused your string of losses, Maybe you had a terrible family event and it caused you to be emotional and it affected your trading. No trading on emotional days. And when you wake up and you're in the, and you when you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you're in a bad move, don't trade. Whatever the whatever the problem is, put steps in place to keep that from happening again. Number nine, prepare for the next losing streak. Preparing for the next losing streak is more of an emotional thing because number eight, you took the tangible steps, making rules, putting processes in place. Number nine is more of an emotional strategy of preparing for the next losing streak. Telling yourself, I will have face another losing streak. It, it's an inevitable. And that's kind of a humility thing. You're putting your ego aside. You're putting humility aside. And you this is where you start to gain respect for the market. This is where you tell yourself that I will face another losing streak one day, whether it be next week, next year, next month, today, you will face another losing streak. And this is where you kind of tip your hat to the market. You give respect to the market. You understand that you could stop overexposing yourself. And the second you understand this and accept this is the, is when you stop overexposing yourself to the market. This is when you stop full porting 50% position size, especially on stupid earnings plays. This is when you start fully respecting the market. And this is actually when you start becoming a better trader and a more of a long-term trader. 
and understand that this is not a quick game. And the second you start to juice your position sizes and expose your account, then you're going to lose. And, you know, it's hard to have sympathy for someone who continually blows up their account because of overexposing themselves. So, and the second you could really start preparing for this and understanding that, you can become a better trader and start moving the needle forward instead of backwards. Number 10, withdraw profits when you can. What does that mean? That means when the sun's shining and everything's great and the, and the rainbows are out and unicorns are jumping and everyone's happy and you're on a winning streak and you're making money, take profits out of your account and put them in your bank account. Withdraw profits from your account. I don't care if you are net negative on the year or your or lifetime or whatever. If you are facing a string of losses and then you write the ship and for like two months you're just killing it and you make a lot of money and you're still down on the year, you still need to take money out. Take some money out put in your bank account and this secures some profits. One, it secures profits and lessens the blow when you start to lose. Two, it makes the money tangible. It keeps your it keeps your mind in the game. If you never withdraw money, I know people who have been trading for eight years, eight, nine years, and have never withdrawn a single penny from their trading account. Never. To them, the money's not real. You know, they lose, they win. It doesn't matter. It's just a game to them. There, there's nothing real about the account. There's nothing tangible. And when you start withdrawing a little bit of that money, whether it be $500, $300, $100, $1,000, it changes your outlook on your account. It makes you be like, okay, this is real money. And when I start to put down a full port and I lose, that is real money being lost. It's not just numbers on a screen. This is real money. So it, it, it accomplishes those two things. It makes the money real. It keeps you in the game. And it lessens the blow for the next time you face a drawdown because you secured those profits in a liquid cash bank account or the way i call it make hay while the sun's shining you got to make hay while the sun's shining you got to harvest that hay baby because one day the, the sun's going to stop shining the clouds are going to come and it's going to start raining and you need to be prepared for that so losses man uh you really really have to pay attention to losses and be prepared for it because it is what we all fear it is what makes investing so hard losses and it's an inevitability and the biggest pet peeve of mine is when i see these young, arrogant investors on Twitter who think that no one takes losses. They ostracize people because they post losses. They make fun of people because they post losses. And they act like as if they don't, they, they never take losses. And then they, then they have some, they, you know, and then you see the people that do post a loss and then they post some long, emotional, I'm sorry, apologetic write-up on Twitter because they posted a loss. It's like, dude, you, you, you took a loss. Like, you don't have to write a freaking symphony because you took a loss. Like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Like, it's, it's normal. We need to start normalizing losses in this market because they are normal. They happen all the time. And if someone tells you otherwise, they are full of poo-poo. There is nobody that's got a 100% win rate. There's nobody that's got a 90% win rate long-term, at least who's taken enough risk to make money. Losses are an absolutely normal part of the game. Absolutely normal. And from a probability standpoint, I actually embrace the losses because when I face a string of losses and I keep the losses to a minimum and they don't really impact my account, that kind of resets the probability clock for me. That tells me, all right, well, probability says that I'm going to hit back on a winning streak again because I know my strategy. I've refined my edge. I can be consistent enough to, I know when to write the ship and become profitable again. It's not that big a deal. I know that, all right, well, if I lose 2% of my account today, tomorrow I can make it right back up. Or I, over the next three days, I can make 1%, 1%, 1%. And guess what? I'm back on top. I'm even higher than I was today. So it's, you have to think about long-term. You have to think about future. Look at the future. 
Just because you lose 5% of your account today doesn't mean the life's over. All you got to do is hit 1%, 1%, 1% every day, and then you're good to go. Or half a percent, half a percent, or whatever it is, you know, you can get it back. It just may take some time. But, you know, don't be so emotionally immature where you need it now. Like, just because I lost the money now, doesn't like it's going to make me an emotional mess. Grind that back, grind back a little by little, and you're good to go. Ain't no big deal. And then it feels so much better. It feels great when you do lose like 5% of your account. And then like two weeks later, not only have you made up that money, but now you're up like another five or 10% or even more. It's a great feeling because you grinded back. You've went through that emotional toil and now you're on top. It's a great feeling, but it requires a little emotional fortitude and a little emotional maturity to refine this. So use these rules, put these rules in place and become a better trader. Hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Uh, I think it's a fantastic one. Dealing with losses is incredibly important. If you have any more questions about this, please hit me up. You can you can email me at optionsmillionaire2020 at gmail.com, or you can come over and join the Discord, the Options Millionaire Discord. Fantastic resource, man. We have a great community, very communal. Uh, very, it's a collective knowledge base of investing. Uh, we cut out all the crap. And, you know, the Internet these days is ravaged with arrogance and hatefulness and political arguments and a bunch of uh, internet keyboard warriors. It's just a bunch of nonsense. So I try to keep all that crap out of our community. There's no there's no profanity. Uh, there's no showboating. There's no nonsense. There's no political top. It's just straight, clean investing top. We like to have a good time. Uh, we, ha- we laugh. We have fun. We work hard. We buckle it down, and we make money. So come over and join the Discord. It's a fantastic resource. Or you can also hang out on the uh, YouTube, Options Millionaire YouTube. I post a lot of technical knowledge and uh, educational material there. And that you could take a look at. So I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to this podcast, the Making Millionaires podcast. And before we go, I'm going to leave you with this. The only thing separating you from financial greatness is the decision 